This is episode number 553, Redefining Masculinity with myself and Andy Frisella. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, guys. Very excited about this. We are one week away from the book launch. That's right. The Mask of Masculinity is out in one week. If you haven't got your copy yet, make sure to go get it at maskofmasculinity.com, or you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the good places online, my friends. Go pre-order your copy of your book. It's going to be a game changer. And today we've got a very special episode. I recently went on my good friend Andy Frisella's podcast, the MF CEO, and we went deep talking about both of our experiences as a man and what it means to be a man today versus what we were taught growing up. Now, Andy is one of the most... Uh, manly looking dudes you'll ever meet. Got the beard, got scars on his face from a knife fight he was in. He's, you know, just a, a massive, strong uh, guy. He, he talks like the typical guy you might think of. And, um, but one of the sweetest, kindest human beings I've ever met. So even though he may look like your typical, let's say, jock, workout, alpha man, he doesn't define himself as that. And he doesn't come off that way when you're in person with him, when you're connecting with him, when you really connect to his heart, he lives a life of service. And we wanted to talk about how you can still be a man today, still live the way you want to live, still act the way you want to act, but also be more than just a selfish person or a person that's just out to get what he or she wants. And really about building something bigger, something more meaningful with your life and what it means to be a man and redefining masculinity in today and our society right now. His audience was going crazy for this episode, and I got so many messages that I felt uh, like I wanted you guys to hear this as well. So we are republishing part of the episode. We've cut it down. We're, we're publishing part of the episode, and we've got the full transcript over at lewishouse.com slash 553 as well. So you can go read or download the PDF transcript over there if you guys are interested in that. And if you would like me to do more transcripts, just send me a message over at support at schoolofgreatness.com. And what we covered in today's episode was what win-win actually means and why it's so important. Also, the difference between focusing on purpose versus focusing on winning. Big concept I had to learn a few years back. Also, what makes a true alpha male? We both talk about what it means to be a true alpha male. Why being authentic and showing your humanity creates trust. And also how vulnerability makes you more competitive. So a lot of things that are contradictory to what some of us guys thought about growing up. And we talk about kind of the pros and cons of all the different types of masculine stereotypes out there and how you can rise above them to really create change in the world. Super pumped about this. Before I dive in, I want to give a shout out to our fan and review of the week. This is from Sunflower Love, who said, these podcasts have brought so much joy to my life. I'm generally doing something while I listen, mainly yard work, and I find that I'm going back to listen again and pay closer attention because I'm so touched by the lessons and stories. Lewis has a true talent in the art of the interview, and he digs deep and invites his subjects to talk deep and share with the listener skills and encouragements. At the close of the interview, I feel as I've been given a gift. Thanks, Lewis. I'm a huge fan. So Sunflower Love, thank you. And uh, hope you enjoyed the shout out for being the fan and the review of the week. If you guys want a chance to be shouted out on the podcast, all you got to do is go to your podcast app or iTunes and leave a review over there and you'll be in the running for a shout out for next week. All right, guys, I'm excited about this one. Again, if you enjoyed this one, make sure to share with your friends. Tag me on Instagram and Twitter, at Lewis Howes. Give some shout-out love to Annie Frisella as well, and go check out his podcast when you're done with this one. All right, guys, without further ado, let's dive into this one, Redefining Masculinity with myself and Annie Frisella. The reason I wanted to do this was because 
you know, the publisher for my last book was like, okay, let's do like a business or marketing book. And I was just like, you know what? I'm One of not- the 50 million out Yeah. There. And right. I was just like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. And what I'm feeling is the thing that I talked about once on my podcast and started to open up a little bit about that is actually making the biggest impact to my audience right. is this topic. And you know, I didn't know that these crazy racial marches and gender wars and political dysfunction uh, and challenges that are happening in the country and now with the Vegas shooting, it's like I wasn't aware two years ago when I was started writing this book that all this was going to be happening. And I feel like so much of the tension anger. And, and anger and yeah. stress, it's coming from men. It's starting from men who don't feel safe within themselves, who feel insecure, who are afraid, and they lead with, I need to win. Dude, I need to be right. Dude, I need to kill. You took, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> like, I was just going to say, I was literally, I swear this is what I was going to say. <laughs> People are too worried about winning because they want to look a good way as opposed to solving a problem. That's it, man. And so they they vent that they they use the win as the expression of they're smarter, they're better, they're stronger. The right. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. And it's, it's killing it's the killing world. society. It's killing you know, with politics when there's not a place of how can we all win together. Right. How can we find a solution, like you said? That's right. With in uh, marriages are going apart more than ever right now. I'm mean, sure you're seeing this in the, in religion. It's like more tension ever within marriages break falling apart. Uh, it's more tension ever between like gender wars. Uh, there's more tension with our environment, dude. I have this. I I have perp- I purposely avoid political discussions on social because I don't. Re- yeah, I don't. The, re- the reason is is because literally. Finding someone who is willing to have a discussion about a solution is literally almost impossible. Without them needing to be right. We want, yeah. that's exactly right. It's it's this polarizing argument uh, about race or politics or whatever, when in reality, we all want the same thing. Yeah. We all want the same thing. You can't, you can't win the argument. You can't, it's not an argument. You can't win a discussion. A discussion is about us coming to a solution. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and- it's, it's, I get so, fr- I just had a, a DM with a really good friend of mine who's a black guy and we were going back and forth about a certain video about a cop and we were talking about, you know, I, I, he posted it and, you know, he used the hashtag black lives matter and it was very mm-hmm. like, yeah. it was, vi- he was saying, you know, if this has been a white, if this had been a black dude, they would have shot him. And I wrote him back. I said, bro, I said, you're, you're a major influence in, in the world. I said, and this guy's. If I say his name, you guys know who he was. Mm. I said, you're a major influencer. You realize that putting that message out is dividing people, not putting people together. I want the same thing you want. Why do people want the same shit you want? You know, you have to quit eating what people are feeding you and start thinking on your own about what you're putting out. And what the reason he did that is because he's angry on the inside about the situation, you know, and we don't have to win these arguments with with each other. We have to figure out how to come together and solve Mm -hmm. the problem. And dude, what you're saying is so true when it comes to, I mean, dude, we're going to get into all kinds of business (laughs) aspects here in a minute. But when it comes to online communication, there's very few discussions. It's a lot of arguing. And Mm -hmm. it's the, the reason is, is because people feel like they have to assert their, their intelligence through comments, you know? And the truth of it is, is, most of us want the same shit. Right. You know what I mean? We want to be united. We want to think the same things. And just because you poke a hole in something I said that I took out of context, it doesn't make you look smart. Right. You know what I mean? Like so many people like to do that because that's the only way they get any traction. And my whole life was built around that where I needed to prove everyone wrong. Right. And I used to be so, I used to love these quotes. Dude, I still have that big, I still have that in me. No, I I get it. I got a big chip. I, it's still there too, but it's like I used to love on Instagram would be like prove them wrong. That was like my greatest like. Yeah. I used to love seeing that and posting that, and then I I realized my whole life has been to prove everyone else wrong. Right. The freaking eight year old boys that picked me last, the, the the man that sexually abused me. Yeah. Whatever. Just like teachers, coaches. Just like I always had this mentality. I'm going to prove them wrong, and I did. Yeah. I became. But an then all-state. what? 
Exactly. Okay. So such unfulfillment inside. Well, I think it depends. And I then think, I had to go after something else yeah, to like continue I, proving wrong. I think that, and I say this a lot. I think negativity is very underrated yes. in terms of how much it could propel you in life. The most but if that, powerful, yes. But I feel like that when when you go from, and and dude, I talk about this a lot. You have to evolve from that, and you have to go through the process, and eventually. And this is how it was for me. And you tell me if you agree or disagree. Eventually, you go from being motivated because I was, I still am motivated by this shit. I'm not going to even deny it. I get it. And, but I'm more motivated and by purpose. Yes. Okay. So I've trained, I've gone from trying to prove my only motivation in life being to prove everybody wrong. (laughs) Yep. To where now I'm like so far past all the people that I was like, trying to prove wrong. Now you're lifting others up. That's right. And th- so and now I found a purpose. And, yes. and a lot of people, if you never make that transit. So if you tell a guy who's 20 years old that that uh, it's wrong to be motivated by ne- negativity, they're going to think there's something wrong with that because yeah. I think a lot of people are. But if you also tell them, hey, be motivated by purpose, I think that's a natural evolution people have to mm. go through. Yeah, I mean, What do you think? I think it is. I mean, I think you have to be fully self-aware yeah. and be able to realize it because I probably heard that a million times, but it never landed with me. Dude, I never knew what it meant. I'm I like, didn't what either. does that even mean? I heard win-win. I never knew what win-win was until four years ago. Right. I didn't know that I could win and everyone else could win around me. Right. I was like, no, yeah, there's only one winner. But that's also your sports background, too. Exactly. Right. But I was like, I was like, there's always one winner. Right. Either win or lose. And what you learn, and dude, you and I, we talked about this before. When you get a, in business and success, when you everybody can win, everyone there's so Dude, much abundance. How many other dudes do you know that own supplement companies that are some, killing it? A million supplement companies. Exactly. I know like thirty and, of them. And, and dude, I'm friends with all the dudes. Exactly, we're all friends. Yeah, we're like, hey, bro, how's this working for you? Oh, yeah. it's working like this for me. You know, like uh, when you get into that next level of thinking and you go from from wanting to kill everybody, mm-hmm. which dude is extremely powerful motivation, and I'm not knocking it because that's my DNA. To Cause like, dude, when it comes down to it, and we get in a competition, I'm gonna f- win, right? Like, or die. Like, yeah. it's just the way I am. But I, I have become so focused on purpose that now it makes sense. Like, what I'm doing makes sense. When I was when I was trying to prove everybody wrong, and that was exclusively my motivation. That was your purpose. It it yeah. it didn't make sense. And like you said, you're unfulfilled and you're angry. But once you start to find a purpose and you start to see the good you're doing and you start to see the results you're producing for other people, now you get into a situation where you're fulfilled because it's not just about you. It's about everybody around you. And when you achieve by proving everyone else wrong, you still say, oh, but it doesn't feel good. It's not enough. I need more. Right. I need to build a bigger empire to continue to prove people wrong. Right. And it's never going to feel fulfilling like we're talking about. But when you have the purpose on it and a mission to lift others up, you can finally celebrate yeah. your victories yeah. and celebrate the good that you're doing and be like, look at this person's life that's changed because of what we created in and, our company. And, dude, I don't know how much you believe, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, and uh, but I don't know how much you believe in like the law of attraction. I yeah. imagine you probably yeah. I believe, believe in, in abundance. In, you know, right. I believe in abundance. So that's what and, I was getting yeah. at. So I, I do believe in abundance, and I do believe that like just because I'm successful, it doesn't mean that the dudes that on it or the dudes right. at uh, Visalis or the right. dudes at other companies. Biotrust and all yeah, these other guys. Can't yeah, can't kill it too. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. Yeah. And you know why? Because I see them doing it and I'm like, I can do it too. Yeah. And they see me doing it and they think the same. So like it's all a synergistic energy that people put out and it creates positivity and yeah. in, in, in results. Exactly. If that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. Like uh, Gary just said in one of his posts, that he doesn't believe in a law of attraction. He thinks it's bullshit. I disagree. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I, I could tell I you too. a million stories. I could tell you a million stories. Uh-huh. I have too much proof to not believe it. Yeah. And, uh, and they shit that I can't explain. And, and it, that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah. But, and if you're attracting, proving people wrong, yeah, it's going to attract that negative energy Dude, in your life. Anxiety, stress, right. Not good exactly. enough. Needing more. And like, I think, I think that, you know, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm a little of both. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I understand how to play both. Yeah. I'm far less prove people wrong than I used to be because now I'm confident with who I am and I don't really feel like I, I'm like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, this, this. I can name out the highlight reels, whatever. Right. But I don't, I feel like I've proved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's not. 
Who else do you need to prove wrong? Right. Yeah. Now it's more <laughs> it's about yourself. Now it's about the mission. That's it. It's about the purpose. And I think the more you lean that way, you're going to see oh, yeah. you guys just launch into a whole new direction. Yeah, dude, you could see it. And you're going to see the energy shift. You're, right. People are going to feel better. They're going to feel like the purpose as well. Right, right, right. As yeah. opposed to like Andy's like tension of like needing to prove someone wrong. Right, right, you know I mean? right, like, right, right. I mean, I still, you know, I mean, I don't know that as athletes and, and guys. Right, of course. Still be competitive. Right. So that's, so that's something I want to address about yes. this. So yes. this is a really good tie into to what the book is about is, you know, some people will read the mask of masculinity and they're going to assume, especially manly dudes, they're going to assume the book is like how to be a pussy. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, that's how they, that's how they see it. And yeah. that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. The point is, is that. There is a balance of being a male or an alpha male. Like, dude, first of all, I think people who try to be alpha male, you're not alpha. Right. Dude, the way you become alpha male is by helping other motherfuckers. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? And Just being took the words real. out of my mouth. Like you said, uh, you said about um you said about people trusting you when you show the vulnerability. I was mm. just having this discussion with my wife this morning. Uh we were in a bathroom and I was getting ready. She's like, What do you got going on? I don't really tell her all like when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I go, I got Lewis in town. We're going to talk about his book, you know, this and that. And, uh, and she's like, oh, that's going to be good. And I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, the thing is that when we got in this like five minute discussion, I'm like, you know, so many people now it's popular now to have these, these dudes out there, like teaching other people how to be men. Right. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you got to go chop wood and build right, a campfire right, right. and be and have a man yeah. to be a man. And like wear a beard. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now, Hey, I'm all about the beards, yeah. but like, <laughs> It, it has nothing to do with who I am as right, a man, right, right. you know? And, yeah. um, I started explaining, I said, you know, one of the reasons, cause we, I'm very fortunate and you are too, to have an extremely loyal fan base. Yes. Like our fan base at the MFCO project and my personal, me, my personal brand is so loyal and yeah. so dedicated. And I told her, I said, you know, it has to do with the fact like we, and I'm not gonna name his name. We talked about another guy we both know who, likes to be a celebrity mm -hmm. okay and uh that that particular person likes to pretend like he's on another level than everybody else you know what i mean yeah and and the reason that people are are loyal to us and our personal brands and in business approachable on the same level dude we're human yeah we show people that we're human yeah. we show people that hey look dude i'm not any different than you I have my struggles. I have my setbacks. I have my little victories too. I have my bad days. I don't want to do anything. I have my good days where I'm on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. And people look at that and they're, you know, and it's so much more believable because it's true. Relatable too. Because it's true. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. well, people don't believe anything that's too polished. No. no. Especially no, nowadays but, with social so media. So that's what we're going to get into. Like the branding yes. aspect. Like all you people out there, and this goes for women too, mm -hmm. that try to pretend like you're perfect and you're above and you're this and you're that. Because there are a few people out there who have managed to build a good following who do that shit. You, that's the old way. Mm -hmm. The new way to build a true tribe and a true following is to let people know who exactly you are. Yeah. Let people know the shit that you've gone through. Let people know the struggles you have. And you know why that creates trust? Because they know it's the truth. The most engaged photo I have on my Instagram, except for like a couple that went viral for whatever reason, is me opening up about being sexually abused. Yeah. And like the fear I had around, you know, sharing it and things like that. I just posted it, you know, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. I saw and, it. And it got like a thousand amazing. comments and yeah. Someone else made the graphic for me for Goldcast made it for yeah. a video. Yeah. And I didn't even make it, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll share this. Yeah. And people were like, and I've shared this again years ago on my podcast, but I have a whole new audience that doesn't know this about me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm talking about it every day. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do you just on a different subject. Do yes. you repeat do you repost content, repurpose it consistently? From like three, six months ago. That's yeah, what I do. No one's looking at yeah, stuff right. from yeah. and I get people who are like, dude, we've seen this four times. I'm like, bro, I got a hundred extra thousand people here. <laughs> who haven't? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and for me, I'm like, huh. Always having the polished stuff. Sure, it's nice to show like the highlight highlight reel, but again, there's so many of those big Instagram followers or brands that just have highlight reel after highlight dude, reel, and they're losing engagement and following. Dude, because it's bullshit. And it everybody is. knows it. Yeah, exactly. Your life like, isn't that great. You know, you know exactly. <laughs> you you know that, um, or you make me feel bad all the time, right? By like I, there's something wrong with me. Exactly. Right, yeah. dude. I just talked about this a few podcasts ago. 
uh, about some of the other entrepreneurs out there where they act like they're on fucking level 20 every day, all day, yeah. and they're fucking not. I know they're not because they fucking text me. Yeah. It's like the people who ask Emily if, if she gets daily motivation yeah. talks from you. Like, dude, <laughs> th- dude, people will ask my wife. They're like, they're like, oh, what's it like living with him? I bet you're always motivated. It's like, <laughs> look, dude, here's the reality. He's stressed out. When, huh? yeah. yeah, when I go home, she's the one picking me up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. And that's what people don't understand. And and then there's even the worst is the $30,000 millionaires, oh which are guys or girls that Life don't have any money. Well, they don't have old. any money who are wearing $50,000 watches, you know, driving the cars, and they can't afford it. Bro, I got, I, mean? I, got targeted, I got targeted with a fucking watch ad, I don't know, two or three days ago. There was all fake fucking like APs, Rolexes, uh-huh. Hublots, like all fake shit. And I'm and, and then dude, I could talk about that for five fucking hours. Andy. Like <laughs> it's it, you know, these kids who are like, join my mastermind, my life uh-huh. mastermind, you're nineteen. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're nineteen. Right. You don't know your fucking ass from your elbow. Right. Like you think you do. That's what being nineteen's about. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm exactly. saying? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. We, I thought that too, man. I'm not knocking your hustle. I appreciate it. But mm-hmm. how about this? Go out and build something yeah. and then share that story. Exactly. Dude, I get so frustrated with that. Yeah. The internet's so predatory, especially in the entrepreneur space, yep. because you have so many people that are talking about shit that they're just watching Gary or they're watching Grant or they're watching mm-hmm. us and they're just regurgitating that shit in some program. Right. It's like, bro, you haven't lived it. And living it and talking about it is two different things. Yeah. And everybody exactly. knows it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was going to say real quick, uh, you know, for the people who don't share things, the girls on Instagram, the ones who travel. Oh, no. Like, so, dude, imagine what they're not showing or what like they're the, not like telling Like the 70 people. year old dude. Dude. Yeah. That brought the him sponsor. on the trip. <laughs> so like, so like, dude, so I was going to say that. Um, so, you know, and at first form, we have uh, a number of athletes and influencers that promote the brand all over Instagram. Right. My biggest challenge, my biggest, and these, these are people that have anywhere from a hundred thousand uh, to up to 11 million, 12 million followers. Right. Um, my biggest challenge with those people has been to have this discussion with them. Really? Because like, they're always looking perfect, yes. aren't they? And, but if you read their captions when they post about first form, they're talking about the real shit. Mm. And so like my biggest victory this year has been to like That's funny. just get these people to step out because they were so unwilling to do that. Make like, them look human like you were dude, saying earlier. And everything's photoshopped, every touched them, up. Every and, single one of them that has listened and done it has come back to me and been like, dude, this is awesome. I love this. I love being a part of this brand. because yeah. they're getting because real they're interaction t- now, they allow me to, they, You guys allow me to tell the truth. Nobody yeah. else wants to see the truth. Everybody wants to see the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, they're all so appreciative of being a part of it because, dude, they, they've been told, they've been taught, and, and we, if you've paid attention to Instagram for the last three years – that's what we've been taught. We've yeah. been taught perfection. We've been taught the highlight reel. You, you follow the high-end entrepreneurs. They're always showing their their toys and this and that. And very few of them tell their story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the story of the struggle is where the value is, man. It is. That's where the connection comes from. You know, if you're if you're an aspiring influencer, you listen to this, which I know a lot of them do, um, whatever, whatever space you're in, mm-hmm. dude, it is good business to be vulnerable. Absolutely. And I know Vaughn has been wanting to ask this question about, um, you know, how often do you talk about your struggles or yeah. your vulnerabilities? Because you could go the other spectrum, right, Vaughn? And right, you say don't want to turn into a whiny... Every day, like, right. oh, my life. You don't want to be yes. a victim. Dude, so that was something I wanted to bring up to yes. you. Yes. Can, so, can I insert yes. real quick? <laughs> yeah. You guys are hitting everything that, that you know, that I was so thinking So you just of. feel the need to speak? Yeah. Right, I do. No, actually... <laughs> For the sake of the audience, I want to drive you to answer this question very specifically. Mm-hmm. So you talked about how, well, Andy said that there's a lot of guys out there that are going to think this this book is how to be mm-hmm. a pussy, right? Yeah. But what strikes me about- If you steal my question, I'm going to cut your fucking head off. I, I won't. <laughs> I'm just letting you but know. what strikes me about you, Lewis, is that you've dealt with this, you've, you've embraced this vulnerability, and yet nobody in their right mind is going to say that you became- less competitive so my That's question what, that is that was my fear yes. so my question is how has embracing your vulnerability actually liberated you to be more competitive you know it's just it makes me free the word that always comes to me is like freedom i feel freedom even though listen i'm not perfect and i wear these masks still there's still some that are hard to let go of but i'm aware of them when they happen i'll, I'll give an example yesterday trying to get here I literally, I, I left my wallet at home, which I've never done. And so I got to the airport and I realized I didn't have my ID. 
and I had to get through security like a whole nother back around way and answer all these questions. They pretty much like strip you down naked and like touch you everywhere to make sure you don't have anything. And I, I missed my flight. They closed the door by two minutes. And they're, the TSA is taking forever to get me through. And I'm like, guys, I got to get to the gate. They're going to close the door. They're like, no, you're fine. Like, you got enough time. And I was like, you're wrong. But okay, I'm just going to, you know, go through the process. I get there. No one's helpful for me with the customer support. I see the plane. It hasn't left yet. I'm like, just open the door. Let me through. No one will help me. I wanted to f- punch a wall because I was like, now I got to take an overnight flight to get to St. Louis. You know, I'm pissed at myself for forgetting my wallet. I'm pissed at TSA. I'm like, I want to rage right now. And I'm really, literally like, how fitting is this that I, you know, I get to practice what I preach. Well, I get to practice what I'm preaching and not yell at this person that I want to fucking rage at, not punch the wall, kick a trash can over. I was like literally looking at a trash can like, I'm going to break this thing. Bro, you got the same fire I got. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, these people are not helping me yeah and i just had to breathe thinking in your head like dude how stupid is this so dumb and i was like every part of this process i was like yes i get to take responsibility that i didn't have my id but this could have not happened also through their lack of time management when i was there and i go you know what there's nothing i can do in this situation beginning angrier and making a scene is not going to help me it's only going to hurt me so i just breathed and i said we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and you know, again, I wear Dude, these. How masks. much happier does that make you? It's so much. It's so much better. I mean, the rage of like punching no, something's gonna feel good for dude, a moment, and then you're gonna be like, "Why?" I feel like we're we might not be in the exact same spot in, in this way, but I feel like we've both gone through this process. Yes. And dude, I used to be the exact same way. Like I would freak the f- out over and like, shit that was and like puff yes, it up and like yeah, scream. over stupid shit, stupid shit. Like, and now it's like. I literally take pride in letting nothing shake me. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, well, you were just mentioning this about Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. What was the quote you said? The quote is, I will hate no man, for I will give no man that power over me. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly. powerful. Yes. Yeah. But you have to identify and be aware yes. that you're doing that. Absolutely. Because it will test every, if you're a competitive, fiery dude, oh my gosh. it will test every fiber of everything. Your that's why you need to be aware of what the masks are right, first. Now, right. what's the question you're getting to so I can well, make sure I got Well, the question right. specifically was, and oh. you answered it to some Will extent. I be a pussy is, if I'm... No, is, is how has how is embracing vulnerability actually freed you or oh, yes. liberated you to be even more competitive? Freedom. And I have a follow-up <laughs> yes. for that. It's given me freedom, uh, which is, inner peace, in my mind, is the most powerful thing we can have. Because if we're constantly in anger, rage, disconnection, resentment, whatever it is then we are constantly giving our power away to something else. And that is going to hold us back from making the most money we want to make, making the impact, Dude, building the brand. you're spending unnecessary energy on yes. things that don't matter. It don't matter. Right. It's holding you back from your vision of living the life you want to live by reacting to everything else That's in the world. Right. So for me, it's giving me the sense of, and listen, I was a fun, loving guy beforehand. Like I had a lot of passion, joy. But when something triggered those masks, it took over. And it took me days or weeks to like, get back to that fun loving guy and I was always conflicted I was like why am I angry like why do I allow this why am I resentful or defensive or why haven't I forgiven that person or myself I just didn't know how to and uh, it's been a four-year journey of like learning these things because you don't teach this in school. No, and nobody. If your talks parents about don't it. teach this nobody to you. Nobody talks about it, especially when they tell you to just be a man and don't cry. Dude, and all honestly, things, you know? bro, until until you and I had started talking about it, I think a lot of people that are very aware, like you and I are both, I would say at a hundred percent awareness. Yeah. We, we go through the evolution naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hadn't pointed it out to me like a year ago when we talked about it, I don't know that I would have identified the actual transition. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't have thought about it and said, Oh, I went through this major transition. I used to be this way and now I'm this way. Yeah. I just thought like I grew up. But <laughs> right. But the reality There's of some is, men that never grow up. Exactly. And that's what I want to You gotta have about. the awareness. So yeah. we have two kinds of men. We have the guys and I feel like when you have all these coaches out there that are teaching other dudes to be men, all right, which is to me, I you know, it's not my cup of tea, whatever. I'm not gonna knock anybody's hustle. Sure. You know? Right. I feel like you have a lot of guys who feel all right, this is like hard to explain, but when we grow up your mom tell like your mom tells you, oh, you need to be sensitive and you need to have a big heart. And you need to this and that. 
And then you go to like school and, and then you start, you're like that. And then all of a yeah. sudden you're you getting made fun picked of. on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then you go back in your shell mm-hmm. and you become the opposite of that. And then most people never evolve from that. Then you have a girlfriend that tells you to be sensitive as well or open up or yeah. show emotion. But then when you do, they're like, I need you to be stronger for me dude, right now. So dude. you're like, right. what do you want me to do? You want right. me to be strong? So, you want me to, so, you know. What the, so that's exactly what I want to talk about. I'll treat you like a dick if you want no, me to. No, exactly. <laughs> it's not, if girls don't right. want to be treated like a dick, they want to be challenged. It's totally different. The reason girls date guys who are dicks is because they are a natural challenge to them. Well, most guys can't make that differentiation. No. They think they you hear it all the time. Girls never want the nice guy. No, they want a nice guy. They want a guy that respects them, but they also want a guy that's going to stand up for himself yeah, and not be a bitch. Course. Yeah. And and challenge them when necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want actually that's exactly what I wanted to get into because I think looking at, you know, the 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 word masculinity and and insinuating that it's you know, a mask that people wear. There's a lot of dudes that are going to think, well, I don't want to read that book because I'm going to turn into a, a soppy, cry baby. This, that's not what this is about, okay? It, it has multiple benefits in business, like we said. Trust, engagement, you know, freedom to make the right choices, freedom to have the confidence to not react emotionally. But in relationships, I, there's a fine line. Between being a man and then being the the fake man. Exactly. Right? And then, so, and I know what I would say to this, but I'm you wrote the book, so I want to mm. hear your take. Sure. What would you say to somebody who's, who's, you know, struggling with that? They don't know where the boundaries are. Well, here's the thing. These masks are, are things that men wear to, to, to one, fit in, and to two, create something to develop more self-worth in themselves. So, for example, this would be something to talk about here. There's one that's called the material mask. There's one that's called the sexual mask. There's one that's called the athlete mask. There's all these different names for these masks that are backed by psychologists who have backed this with research to support this with me. I've done a lot of work with psychologists on this. And I'll give an example. When I was broke on my sister's couch, I said, I'm sick and tired of being broke. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get rich. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to find rich mentors. I'm going to read every book. I'm going to do anything I can to not be broke anymore. So I put on the material mask and I said, I need to make as much money as I can so I can have the nice things and get off this couch. And it worked. (laughs) I got rich. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the consequence. I gained 60 pounds. I didn't have any relationships. And I was constantly talking about the money I was making to, to create self-worth for myself, right. to attract like love from other people, as opposed to, dude. yeah, I can go make a ton of money, but show it as an inspiration, not as a, exactly. I'm here, look at me, look at me and all this stuff. Like, and this is a great example for you because I know you have a lot of money and you have nice things and there's nothing wrong with that. It's when the guys who are constantly talking about their nice things to make themselves look good and develop self-worth you're never going to have enough self-worth. You'll never have enough. You'll never have enough. Right. And you constantly need a bigger thing to feel worthy of and people's attention. And it'll last attention. for literally five minutes. Exactly. And so this is all, again, it's a challenge because these things, when we wear them, they work. We get results. Right. But there's also something that's missing. Right. Which is this feeling of like, what if all these cars and money went away? Would people still love you? Exactly. Or are they there because you have it? Right. So if you have nothing in your heart that shows people like you care, you're here to lift others up, it's just me, me, me. Again, the same thing with sexual, the sexual mask. When I you know, was heartbroken when a girl broke up with me, I was like, I'm never again going to let a girl hurt me like this. So I'm going to go sl- have every woman desire me. I'm going to learn all the skills I need to so that women want me. Right. I'm going to sleep with as many women as I can and then never commit to them. Right. And it worked. I got yeah. women to desire me and want me and want to date me and be in a relationship with me. And I continued to be able to sleep with as many as I wanted to, essentially. It became like right. easier and easier. Right. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right. I was getting results. Right. But I felt so empty. And it was from the ne- outside, most dudes would be like, that guy's You're the, the man. man. You're the man. Right. But I was like, man, why am I so lonely? Right. Why am I so, why like, did none of these girls mean anything? Why 
do I feel like so shitty? Why yeah. do I feel like I you know you're not, not doing enough? the right thing? Exactly. And it was never enough. Right. I was never, there was not as many girls that could bring me self-worth. Right. And that's what this is all about is like, how do we discover how to live a purposeful life so that we can make the most money and make the most impact and right. feel worthy? Right. And, and guys, don't take this as, you know, out of context. And right. Lewis is not saying it's not a good thing to have a lot of money. No, I'm not saying or that. It's I not want a good thing. I to, want all the money to be attracted you know? <laughs> to women. Yeah, or know how to attract women. Yes, you know, like those are all good things, but you have to utilize them for the right reasons. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I I think you know you with guys you have one of two extremes. Like we have in most situations in life, we have extremes. If you go to politics, we have the right side and we have the left side. If you go to, you know, the country, you've got the north and the south. Right. You know, everything you're going to be able to find a, a natural 50% divide. Yep. And with men, we have it the same way. We have dudes that are they that are overly what they think is masculine and then we have dudes who are women. And yes. you know what I'm saying? And I and I'm not, you know, for the women that listen, I'm saying that with traditional uh, stereotypical yes. <laughs> you yes. know, sense. Like women are typically more emotional and more sharing, more this or more yes. feminine. Yeah. So we have men who are very quote unquote masculine. And then we have women who are, or we have men who act like women and think that that's what's going to attract women mm-hmm. because that's what their moms told them. Yep. And you know what's funny is neither one of them work. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? They're both fake. Right. Because you're not being who you truly are. exactly, And that's what it comes down to is taking off the mask and revealing who you are and being that, being comfortable in your own skin. Well, dude, just like we talked about creating trust with your followers or your yes. business or your personal brand through through sharing your, your humanity, how do you create wonderful friendships? How do you create amazing relationships with, with uh, you know, romantic relationships? You do that by being who the f*** you are. This is so true. I mean, the key to success, I'm sure you would agree with this, the key to success in your life has been the relationships in your life. No question. And the key to successful relationships at the highest level is vulnerability, is being who you are, is revealing yourself. And you yourself, shouldn't be embarrassed about that. You shouldn't be embarrassed. Right. Like, yeah. like I, I literally, I don't know that there's anything I could truly get embarrassed about because A- Because you're comfortable in yourself. Dude, and I live, I, I, sh- I, I know who I am. I live- what I think is the a correct, a morally correct life. You know what I mean? I don't do things that I don't think are right. And for that reason, when I, you know, when I think about, when I reflect on myself, you know, that, that gives me confidence in, in who I am, makes me feel good. It gives me, it gives me the ability to connect with other people. And, and like, dude, if they were to say, you know, like, I mean, even like stupid like hey i shit my pants today it's like hey bro you know what i've done that before too you know like like stuff that would be totally embarrassing like you just got to learn to laugh at it it. and and understand that you know everybody's gone through these weird things that you go through as being a human being exactly and when you share those things and you're real with people without feeling like it's going to damage you you become somebody who other people will naturally connect with and follow because they emulate to have that same mm-hmm. sort of freedom. Right, right. And I wanted to, I know you had another question. I didn't want to cut you off. No, you guys are just reading my mind. Okay. Because you, pre- you bit pretty much answered everything. I okay, was, cool. My follow-up question. I want question, to respect your I mean, yes and no. I'll just, I'll just state it, and you can add whatever layer you want to it, is that, you know, I'm, fourth, I'm in fourth grade. I'm in church. I'm getting tired. My eyes closed. My mom, you know, elbows me, and she says, quit falling asleep. And I say, Oh, I'm praying, Mom. So from the outside, <laughs> two completely different things. <laughs> from the outside, yeah. two completely different things can look the same. And yeah. so you talked at the beginning about how, you know, you were driven by this rage, like playing that basketball game. Mm-hmm. Andy's talked about how, you know, we want this comp- competitive edge. We yeah. want this Race competitive edge. Right, we want Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So my question for but both of you guys. if it's the detriment of hurting someone else... That's not good. Right, because you know there's going to be asterisk holes that are going, well, wait a minute. No. So what my question is, just flesh it out a little bit more for the audience, is how do you know the difference between when you are being driven by the wrong kind of rage and when you're being driven by the right kind? It's like a UFC fighter who is fighting for his life and is fighting for his mission to be the best, and after he pummels the guy in the face and breaks his arm and he taps out, he embraces him and he like says, "I love There's you." Respect, right? Okay. He says, "Like I love you. You're a champion. You're a warrior. Like I'm so glad we can be, you know, 
connect now in another way because dude people as opposed to that's right motherfucker like you suck like that doesn't feel good no and you know what's you'll always regret that yeah you know people i'm on i'm on very in in my business life my actual businesses i'm on very good terms with most people that compete with us Mm -hmm. because i i believe a in abundance but but b i've learned through experience that that will only drive you insane. Yeah. And people think it's weird. Like they're like, dude, how come you're nice to that guy? How come you how come you treat that guy cool? He's like competitors with you. I'm like, maybe that guy, you know, that guy's in a place I was five years ago yeah. and I know what that's like. Or he's in a place that I want to be in five years. And there's there's things you can learn from everybody and there's ways to get everybody to play together. Also it's abundant. Yeah. And you, you also want to have a good reputation in, in with your competitors because what if you merge one day? What if you want to partner one day? What if you want to like it happens, refer? It happens all the time. That's why I get so annoyed with small business owners who think that their marketing strategy revolves around talking shit. Yeah. That's the worth, most worthless thing that you can do. And it creates no total with distrust yeah. with every one of your customers. That's another story. But <laughs> to answer that question, I want to answer that question. So I think... That there is tremendous, and I've said this, and we've done whole podcasts about this. I always say negativity is extremely underrated. Because, dude, if you look, let's be honest. If you look at what how you market yourself and how I market yourself, and you didn't, people didn't know us, didn't mm-hmm. listen to anything except go to our Instagram, they are literally polar opposites. Mm-hmm. You're all about love. You're all about, yeah, yeah. you know, being a positive guy. And I'm all like, dude, harness that negative shit and shove it down <laughs> everybody's yes. throat. And, dude, but... <laughs> I think that, and you've said it just here in this podcast, you have both sides to you and yeah. I have both sides to me. Yeah. It's just choosing the direction we want to go. And I think that there is, like I said, tremendous power in negativity. And when you're young and when you're hungry and you don't understand or haven't gone through the process of truly finding a purpose, those things can be very powerful energy to project you ahead yeah, absolutely and there's nothing wrong with that it can be the most powerful fuel you'll ever have no question but if at the end of the day after that's years you something's hurting you inside well, still exactly and that's all you have it's time to shift it or learn how to balance that's it. right and yeah. you my natural progression my short answer is you need both my natural progression has been for most of the time until i was about 33 years old i'm 38 now so about five years ago it was a hundred percent. I want everybody. I'm going to destroy yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And people resonate with that message because they know what that's like. They they've feel been, it. They've been hurt. They've been told that there's piece of shit. They've been called fat. They've been told they're crazy. We all go through that. And so if you're going to have that energy in your life, you may as well use it. That's my point. But, and we both agree on this. There will come a time where you will get to a point of progress and you will look back and say, man, I've made all this progress. It just doesn't, I don't feel like I have. I feel like it's, it doesn't feel like I thought it would feel. And that's where the transition will start to happen. You said something earlier that is probably the most profound thing of this whole conversation to, to bring it to, to wrap up is that the ultimate alpha man is the man who supports others and lives in service. Right. And for me, that's kind of what I've found throughout this research is that the ultimate man or definition of masculinity is living in service. Right. And you can't be negative and use anger and this like negative fire to fuel living in or to live in service. Right. Like it can fuel you to get there, but you got to eventually shift to be like, you know what? The ultimate alpha man is like not the one who needs to fight. It's the one who can diffuse any situation because he can see everything Dude, clearly. You're setting an example for other men. That's, That's what alpha men, alpha male is about. It's yeah. about it's about being the dominant male. But the way you become the dominant male, which is counterintuitive, yeah. what everybody says, yeah. is by being the guy who lets everyone else know that they're just like you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And and dude, we, we we get bombarded by people who think alpha male means. Beard, muscles. Aggressive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, like, if you looked at my page, like, I fit the stereotypical dude. Yeah. Like, if you didn't, if you, big yeah, truck, big truck, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, all guns, all the shit. Mm-hmm. I, I just happen to like that shit. Yeah. But that doesn't make it. me a man. No. You know what I mean? And hey, I got tattoos, like, all the stereotypical shit. I'm, like, the embodiment of that. And the funny thing is, is that people who, from the outside, that will follow me, 
who have never listened to me talk, have never listened to me speak, have never read any of the shit I've written, they would think that guy is like the guy, he's like, he's trying to be a tough guy. And the truth is, is that the reason that most of the people follow me has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact, and this is kind of cool too, is that I might set that expectation. I can't tell you how many people email me and they say, dude, you're nothing like I first thought you were. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's like the ultimate compliment to me because I get what they're saying. And what what they're saying is, is that they perceive me in that, mm-hmm. that light and then figured out that there's so much more to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing I love about you, Andy, is, you know, even over our texts over the years and just every time I see you in person, it's like, you're so real and you, you share like your struggles with me, like man yeah. to man, you're like, you right. know, things are great, but I'm also like working on this and it's like challenging. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what it's like. It makes you so much more relatable, and, and I appreciate that about you and our friendship. Well, likewise, so, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I think you and I connect so good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and people, you know, I think it comes down to, man, and I, this is going to be an awesome book for anybody to read, man or woman, because I feel like maybe you and I have gone through this process organically, but not everybody does. Right. They get stuck. Like like I said, you know, their their parents tell them, especially their moms, that we're talking about men now, you know, hey, you know, do this and have a big heart and care about people and do the right thing. And you go to school and you get shoved in a locker because mm-hmm. they're like, you're a pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to toughen up. Yeah, so you toughen up and then you stay in that state your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And and that's where a lot of guys get stuck. Yeah. And it's a shame because they're... I recognize that, and I know you do too. Mm-hmm. Like, you recognize it immediately. Like, when I see a dude who's, like, trying to be that dude, and I can see right through it, yeah. and it sucks because I feel sorry for them. Because mm-hmm. I know that they're never going to be able to truly understand. The, I, let me say this. The chances of them ever truly understanding how to really be what they want to be mm-hmm. is very slim because they're not willing to let people see who they unless are. Unless they get a wake-up call, unless they have something in their life where it's a near-death experience, right. where there's a, something, a breakup, a breakdown, breakthrough for them to be a, like a catalyst to be aware. Right. And that's what happened to me. Right. I got in this fight. I was going through a traumatic breakup, and I was like, something's not working. Right? Yeah, I need so, to sh- figure this out. So after two years of working with Andy, I would, if somebody asked me, I would say, all of the negative energy, all of the fire, all of the all of the stuff you see Andy putting out is is a competitive spirit ultimately motivated by a commitment to excellence. Mm. What it seems like in your life you discovered was how to rid yourself of the same negative energy and motivation but one that was not rooted in excellence it was rooted in insecurity mm-hmm. yeah it was that's my take definitely, definitely well, that's was. why you feel sorry for those people too because you know that they're so unhappy on the inside exactly they're yeah. angry yeah it's yeah. not even it's not even happy it's pure anger something happened to those people yeah. they got made fun of mm-hmm. they got dumped they got you know they went through a traumatic experience like we talked like you talked about or like yeah and he's like, like, like it's never gonna happen right. again like, they went through this <laughs> yeah, crazy exactly. shit mm-hmm. And they're just, it, they're angry. And like, <clears throat> dude, um, they're afraid to let people know what it is. And the truth of it is, is if they let people know and they came out, it would inspire people to follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, share your story. Share yeah. the things that hurt you. Those are the things that make people relate to you. And that's what builds a brand. That's it. You know, and, it. and it's not just about business, but, you know, my brand and your brand, this is who we are 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like, it's funny because people like people will say to Emily, they're like, well, is he like that at home? Well, you know, I might not be yelling and screaming and shit, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty like... You're passionate. You're, I, yeah, yeah, I'm a passionate dude. I'm just intense by nature. And, uh, but I'm not like, hey, you know, those cookies were nine out of 10. You need to do 10 out of 10. Like, that's not how it works, man. Like, I'm just happy to get some cookies, you know? But, uh, but you know, I think... Also, to sit to your point, Vaughn, you know, for our mission here, which has always been to reverse the idea that everybody wins, everybody's special, everybody's a delicate flower, that's been our mission. Mm. So delivering a tough message that says, hey, man, look, we know it's f-ing tough. I've been through this shit. Mm. You know what? You got to pull your f-ing boots back on. You got to get back out in the f-ing game. Yeah. That's the message here. Yeah. All right? It has nothing to do with, you know being this tough guy. Right. It's about being mentally tough. That's it. You know, and one of the ways that you get the most mentally tough is by being comfortable and confident with who you are. And one of the ways you do that is by sharing with other people who you are. And most people just never go through that process. That's it, man. They never. And dude, I'm so glad you wrote this book because it, there's really nothing like it. 
Like there's nothing, there's not a manual out there for somebody to read. You know, like if you, if you were to, and this is the ironic thing about this book. Anybody else were to write this book, it would be called How to Be a Real Man. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And with the same shit on the inside. Yeah. Right. But it says the mask of masculinity. And it's, I just, dude, I love that about what you're doing because it, oh, you got Steve Weatherford on here. Yeah. That dude's a fucking stud. He is. If you yeah. had called it that, you yeah. would not get probably the female readers that you were talking about Listen, earlier. I, that's why so many, so many yeah. women are like, Right when I show them this or, or say the title, they're like, thank you. They're like, yeah. yes. They're like, dude, oh, my God, it's so needed and, right now. And you and I, and, and we, dude, we're, you know a lot of the same girls I know. Like, Absolutely. dude, high profile, yeah. high celebrity type girls. And they all, you know, like, I've, t- I've talked to these girls. I'm friends with them. And you should hear the shit they say about dudes. Like, guys, you're embarrassing yourselves yeah. out there by, like, trying to be this dude. Like, this is something that everybody needs to read. Yeah, thank you, man. You know what I mean? It. And uh, I just think it's cool you're bringing awareness to a, a situation that can bring so many results in different ways to people's lives. Their That's business it. life, their relationship, how angry you are at the world. Like, these guys are like, I fucking hate everybody in the world. Well, dude, it's not that. It's that you're... You're mad about something that's going on inside, yeah. and what what you're doing with the shit that's given to you and fed to you with the world is just turning that into that and spitting it back out. That's it, man. You yeah, know, it's perfect timing for this too. Oh, with all the social oh. unrest for sure. Well, there's just so much political stuff. There's so I mean, these killings that are just like it's insane, racial dude. stuff. I'm just like, what is happening yeah, in our but world, dude, man? But dude, and people are like, people are like, why are all these people going crazy? Well, let's be real. Let's let's be real for a second. If you're on social media, if you're specifically Facebook and you spend any amount, I literally, I've cut my Facebook time down to zero. That's good. Like I'll post and then I go away. That's great. Because you get depressed if you're on there. Dude, it's terrible. And it makes it, it has made a huge difference in my personal happiness, Mm. as weird as it sounds, to give zero time to that negativity. That's great. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but you know, Instagram's a lot more positive. Yeah. Um, you can choose who you're following. Yes. It's just way more positive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I've, I've, but let's be real, dude. We're so, the media, Facebook, social media, peers, uh, peers, all this shit is being dumped on us and none of it is positive. None of it. And, and when you have internal negative energy, that's, that's spewing and turning and turning. Yes. To these things. Yes. They're right. Yeah. Cause like, dude, what's going to get more likes on Facebook? God, the world is a beautiful place and I'm so happy today. Like, dude, I wrote, and I did this as a social experiment. I wrote a status two, uh, I don't know, a week ago that said, tell me something, um, the best thing that happened to you this week. It was on a Friday. Mm. You know, it was the lowest like status that I've had in like two years. I had literally a thousand comments or some shit, like 300 likes. Where I, If I were to post, am I the only one that gets pissed off when people don't put their f-ing shopping carts back? <laughs> yeah, what kind yeah, of piece yeah. of shit? Yeah, I hate that. What, what kind of piece of shit doesn't put the shopping carts back? I would have 10,000 fucking likes on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, people vibe with the frustrations and they don't vibe nearly enough with the good shit, which is why most people are unhappy. Mm -hmm. They're not taking the time to be grateful for what they have. They're taking all their time, all of it, and spending it looking at other people who have this fake fucking image and saying, man, I wish I was more like that. More like what? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is fake it. You know what I'm saying? Right, you could right, be right. that today. Like, they're all lying. Like, the people you look up to, the people that you're 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 saying that and putting yourself in a negative spot, they're all full of shit. It takes way less energy to be positive than it does to ne- be negative. Would you agree? You know. At least the same. I, I Dude, I, I just don't think. I, I think people are so accustomed to, like, rallying around yeah. the negativity. You know, that's why if you post something political, you'll get a thousand comments. But, you know, if you post something like, hey, tell me the best thing that happened this week, you know, nobody cares about that. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, dude, I read the comments and they were awesome. Mm. Like, the comments made me feel sure. good. You know, it was, it's just, I just consciously, I'm working on putting my energy into places that I'm going to get good feedback. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not on negative, because I preach that, right? Like, mm. don't let the negativity bother you. But sometimes it bothers you without you being aware that it's bothering you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah. dude, it's energy. It's not something you control. Like, if you're if you have people or situations or habits in your life that are putting negative energy into you, 
don't think that you're going to be able to somehow put up your negative energy shield and still tolerate it. Right. Like it's still going to affect you, you know, and that's been a big, big thing. I don't know how we got on this tangent, <laughs> but uh, this is great. Well, you know, uh, you always ask at the end of one of your uh, mm-hmm. one of your uh, podcasts, what's your definition of greatness? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your definition of our greatness? Of, no, I'm I'm being stupid. Of our greatness? No, actually, what I was going to ask of my greatness. No, no, actually, <laughs> I did want to ask you because I've I I don't know that I've ever heard you summarize it. Mm. This is a success of motivation podcast. Yeah. What's your definition of success? Hmm. It's I think everyone gets to define success for themselves, and that's why for me I talk I use the word greatness because I think it's different for everyone. It's not like. Um, Success is usually about achievement. I think greatness is about more of a feeling. It's a feeling of of knowing that you're on the right path. So my definition of greatness is discovering the unique gifts and talents within you to pursue your dreams and in that pursuit, making the maximum impact you can on people around you. And for me, that's what I feel like greatness is. Hmm. You've given some thought to this. I, I have. People yeah. have asked me many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think I think success and greatness can be you know similar. Yeah. It all depends on how you want to define it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's definitely uh, it's a it's a touchy subject for people because especially like when you take a stance on it, like if you have a podcast, mm-hmm. say this is what I think it is. Realize that what you said is the truth. It doesn't matter what I think it is; it's mm-hmm. what you think it is. Yeah. And uh, I had somebody on social last night because I posted a video about that said there's not much nobility in being broke and insignificant, and that's not. I could have used better words. What I really mean when I say that is this. There's no nobility in unfulfilling your own potential. Absolutely. And every single person, and I say that comment the way I said it, because every single person that has a fucking cell phone has the ability to not be broke. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's where that's coming from. But the point is, is that I, I personally think that success is ever, greatness and success are two different things. And I think success, you know, as I say, is the pursuit of fulfillment of one's true potential. Mm. And that's how I define it. Because it's going to be different for everybody. You were born under different circumstances. I was born. We all start at different places. Mm -hmm. So you cannot identify success as money or car or this Uh or that. And if you do, you're going to be very unfulfilled at the end of the day. It's about the process. You know, that sounds corny when you're 19 years old. Yeah. It's about the journey because you haven't been on a They want to make money right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't trade my journey for any amount of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and greatness, you know, I think the definition you gave of greatness is perfect. Like, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's lots of people who are successful that aren't great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good call. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, there's lots of people that make lots of money that make zero impact on other people. It's true. You know, I have zero fulfillment yeah. that aren't following their right. dreams that aren't. Yeah. Right. It's totally possible. Now yeah. I always try to tell people like, Hey, look, you know, the way you make the most money is by, is by creating the most value. And I feel like that's true, but that's also a new truth because yes. of the way media is now conducted with social media and feedback and all that. There's lots of people out there that have, Billions of dollars that made them 30, 40 years ago that didn't do anything to really trading stocks people. or right, something like exactly. that, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you can have both, that's that's hey. a pretty good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with both. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You know, you, you know, when we talk about like when you talk about the mask of, of uh, material, material mask, yep. um, you know, people people hear that sometimes and they, they think, well, it's not. Well, is it not a good thing for me to have material goals? No, it's a great I'm thing. I'm all for it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a great thing. But it's a bad thing when you make it the focus of who the f you are. Yeah. It's your you identity. Know? Exactly. And that's that's something that well, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You know, they like I see this on Instagram a lot, dude, with some pretty wealthy business guys. Their whole their whole brand is like promoting high end shit. Like mm-hmm. they're they're fing, you know, hundred thousand dollar AP or they're their uh, Rolls Royce, you know, their five Rolls Royces or this right. or that. And it's like, dude, we get it. <laughs> we, you know, we get it. We right. get it. We got, you got some money and you think you have taste. Yeah. Well, I get it. But how about we talk about how the f*** you got there? Mm-hmm. How about we talk about the struggles you went through? How about we talk about this or that? And if they did that, their their fan base, their following and, and their, their fulfillment would all go up. It's just a hard Absolutely. thing for people to... 
it's a hard thing for people to grasp because it's counterintuitive. Right. Society says we have to be this guy, you know, the big muscle guy, the tough guy, the the puffy guy with the beard and and wearing a fucking lumberjack coat. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, but the truth of it is, is that has nothing to do with it. That's just bullshit. Yeah. You know? I agree. So man. I think it's really cool that you took the opportunity and that you're using your platform, uh, you know, being a New York Times bestseller and, and your social platform and all the following that you have. Because you could have, you you literally could have wrote fifty other business books. A lot, yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's what my agent and my publisher right. wanted me to do, and I was just like, I'm not feeling it. But this this is a legacy book. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. how I see it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This hasn't been written before. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think it's awesome that you did that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, it's a short read, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, quick. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, dude, where where are they gonna where do you want to buy it on Amazon? Uh, you can get it on Amazon maskofmasculinity.com. You can get it. You know, all the links are there for Barnes and Noble and Amazon, but wherever you know, yeah. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever you want to. Yeah, plug it up, bro. Yeah, maskofmasculinity.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, first of all, Lewis, thank you, man. It's Thanks, always man. good to see you. It's a fun conversation. Yeah, dude, I love the than I, I always most. love our conversations. Yeah, it's like good. it's it's you know, I'm you're lucky enough, and I'm lucky enough to have uh, you know amazing contacts and relationships yeah. and, and guests and things like that and talk to you. But I will say having you on the show is one of my favorite times because we do have, it's real conversation. That's it, yeah. This is the shit we'd be talking about. If this, these weren't here, exactly. if the microphones weren't here. Mm -hmm. We'd be having this discussion for hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's what I appreciate about you, bro. Yeah, so thank it, you for stopping by. Thanks man. Uh, Drink, drinking gluten-free beer, right? Yeah, huh? Drinking gluten-free beer. Yeah. Well, Lewis doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You don't drink. You drink gluten-free right. beer. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to sit here while we drank, and they can make fun of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I appreciate right. you guys. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Of course, man. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know what you thought. For me, this was a powerful one, just because Andy and I – uh, you know, come from a, a similar place. You know, we're both from the Midwest. We both experience different things as men growing up, feeling like we had to project and portray this different type of masculinity. And in some ways, it helped us. And in other ways, we've learned that there's a better way of going about life. So I'd love for you to share this out with your friends. Again, lewishouse.com slash 553. Tag me on Instagram and Twitter at Lewis House, and let me know what you thought. The full show notes is back on the website as well at lewishouse.com slash 553. Get pumped. Get ready. The game is about to change. I love you guys, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.